We are in the middle, and we have to finish today, Be'ez Hashem, because we've got to go to Hilchas Purim, Be'ez Hashem, a lot to discuss. And we started yesterday, let's do a little bit of a recap of uh, what we said, how many assume that a person can be over on when he makes a simple salad? And that salad could be a vegetable salad, or a fruit salad. doesn't really make a difference. At the end of the day, he can be over on many assume. One of those assume we said yesterday, and that was a big one, was Boira. Another one we mentioned was... Oh, very good. Excellent. Chazor Sashir, beautiful. Was Moichik. And the one that we left off with was? Teichin. Oh, beautiful. Excellent. Well done. Ah, Asan Beautiful. So, that is the Indian of the three Yisurims so far. Ah, someone's going to make a Baruch Hashem a wonderful, wonderful husband. Okay. Now, it goes like this, so by side. Um, so, so, where are we? Oh, let's go through some of the other issues. I told you there's basically nine problems that a person can... I'm sure we can find more. Excuse me, I think there's ten. Um, that a person can be over on when he makes a simple salad. So, Boer, we said, either the peeling or the separation, uh, something like that. We talked about, obviously, the moichik of the eggshells, and more importantly, the token of the cutting, which is very, very important, because that, after all, is the main part of making the salad. I want to move on, and again, there are, I'm not discussing this in any particular order of the rice and the rabbonans. We're just going through some of the things. Number four. Would be the issue of Mukta. Where does Mukta come into this? Hello? Oh, eggshells. Very good. You make it the Ayim Mitzvibel, and you got the eggshell. You know, you should know. When we talk about the Ayim Mitzvibel, right? We talk a lot about the Ayim Mitzvibel, right? I used to give a shir for Hasidim in a Hasidish based Medrash, and it was in English. And um, a guy comes over to me, a, a mamasha old man, who's never in the world anymore. It was an old man, and he told me that he was by the Klonsberger Rebbe, when the Klonsberger Rebbe, by the Tish, used to make the Ayim Mitzvibel. He said people were crying, mamash, people were about the tears, the tshuva that people were doing. He says you can't imagine the Klonsberger Rebbe making Ayim Mitzvibel was, was something special. The Litvaks are like, huh? What? What on earth does that mean? How do you make that? Right, exactly. Like, what are you talking about? People are crying when he makes the egg salad. And like, oh, because, oh, the onions. No. Anyway, so um, like Daniel said very beautifully, the mukta we're dealing with over here is the problem of the eggshells, which means that when a person has eggshells, they're mukta. So how are you allowed to move them? Similar to that, or any the truth is not to say eggshells. You could say any peel that is not edible. We know, we learned this in Ochoz Mokta, that any peel that is not edible is Mokta. And there, what's that? To animals as well, in Achanami. Or, if it's edible to animals, but, but there's no animals, there's animals around over here, in Achanami. Or what? Very good, excellent. Wow, I come here for a reason, Baruch Hashem. Okay, so, um, what about pits? The seeds, also, the same idea. Right, it depends. Have you opened up a peach, for example? Right, you've got the, the seed. Nobody eats that. Uh, a mango, okay, depending on how much fruit is left. Okay, that's another one of the shilas that a person has to be careful of. Obviously, we know the heterium. One of the terim are what? What would be one of the heterium? Leave a bit in a chanami. Okay, that could be, but the egg it wouldn't be so nagea. What could it be nagea? Graf very good. That if it's in my way, it's disgusting, it's not nice, whatever it is, so then there's a head to, to move it. But again, of course, the Chatzchad, person should be peeling directly over the garbage can because to make sure it doesn't get into this shila. Okay, so that is shila number four. Shila number five. Lush. Ah. Heilige Lush, I say. Lush. I think Rafaelt does that sell. I think I remember him telling me that Lush is probably one of the hardest of the Lamatas Malachas to learn. I'm not sure if any of you have ever delved into Semen Shinchov Aleph. I do suggest it. But uh, I, met, I met one time a Kolo in a different, different Kolo. They were telling me, oh yeah, we learned Lush. We started it and we gave up. 
It's very, very difficult. It's very difficult because the Gemara and the Shulchan Aruch talks about all sorts types of Kemach Keli and all interesting things and mixtures and it's very hard to make it Lamaisa. Now, Losh is a very important Alocha. What is the Isra of Losh? What's the Isra of Losh in a nutshell? Hello? What's the Isra of Losh? Yankiv. Oh, very good, beautiful, wonderfully said. You take water and flour, you put it to zaman, bang, you got a dough. What does that mean practically? Tuna and mayonnaise. What's the din? Egg, the aimitzviba with the oil, liver and mayonnaise or oil. Huh? <laughs> yes, very, very good. Excellent. Right, as I tell him how to do it, right? Uh, Weetabix. You don't eat Weetabix? They're going to give it to your baby. You're not going to give it to your baby? Come back to me in a couple of years. Weetabix, by the way, is a major Shiloh. Does anybody know what you, you know Weetabix is? They don't sell it in Lakewood, right? They sell Weetabix in Lakewood? Williamsburg? No, we're not Weetabix. <laughs> very good, brother. Manchester? For sure they do. Okay, go to Tesco's. Daniel, Flatbush, they take, they do, yeah? They don't sell Weetabix? From South Africa, by the way, they call it Wheat Bix. That's what it's called, Wheat Bix. Right? Not with the chocolate chips. That's also, by the way, you know you can't make Weetabix on Shabbos. Everyone knows that. That's a double partial admoid. Who knows? Who doesn't know you can't make Weetabix on Shabbos? It's the rice of Losh. You're making it clump one together. I took it once from Zulobach. Right, because I took a lot of things from him. He used to love it when I came to him because you know, people come to him shy, Mutter also, Mutter also. I come with like ketchup bottles and Weetabix and baby wipes and all the big demonstrations by him. It was very gishmar. So I bought him once a whole bottle, a whole a bowl and Weetabix, and we poured the milk in there, and he's like, Mashela, the soup. Rafak also, I mean, it's just posh it. I've had it's a Belila Ova, there's no help. You can't even make a sheet of such a thing. Right, I tell him how to make it on Shabbos. I'm not going to now, crumble it before Shabbos. Okay, whatever. I'm not going to tell him. But Losh means to combine things together. Now, if you make a salad, for example, and you put mayonnaise inside there. For example, let's take a simple one. You make a coleslaw salad. How do you make a coleslaw salad? You've got the, the chopped up uh, cabbage and carrots, whatever it is, and you put mayonnaise there. Now, the problem is when you put the mayonnaise there, what does the mayonnaise do, depending on how much you put in? It clumps it together. Now, that's going to be a shadow of losh, because you're clumping particles of food together. Whereas, when you pour a bowl of cornflakes, just for the sake of example, you're not clumping the piece of cornflakes together. They're all separate. And therefore it's okay. Ah, in 20 minutes if you leave it that way, or you know, expand and become a mush, that's not my problem. And therefore it's okay. That's not a problem at all. Um, you know, Lush would make enough community on the consistency. If the consistency means that it became one clump, it became mixed together, it became one zach, that's going to be a shile of Lush. So every salad that you make will depend. So for example, you make the tuna, tuna and the mayonnaise. What's the aloha in that case? How do you make tuna and mayonnaise? I'm talking for the Americans, it's tuna. How do you make it? No, what do you, oh, that, what do you make it? How do you make on Shabbos? How, how does the oil make it? No, I'm saying, what do you do until now? Uh, shouldn't ask that question, right? What do you do until now? That's what, what do you mean? That's, what, that's why I came here. How do you do it? I was okay to do it like that. If it was okay, which way? The one until now? Oh, oh, okay. People come after it. I, I did this. What, is it okay? So, Daniel said warp and weft. What does he mean? The Gemara says shesiv erev. That means when you mix the mayonnaise into the tuna, you have to mix it this way, this way, this way, this way. Criss cross. Chazanish has a shiloh where you have to pick up the spoon in between. Or you can just go around and then turn, turn the direction. And the reason of that is it's a shinoi. It's not the normal way of doing it. Now, we're not going into the details of why that's mutter. But you have to be very careful. Whereas, if you put a salad dressing, by the way, and you pour it over a salad. For example, you've got a salad of cucumbers, tomatoes, and peppers, and you pour a, 
a liquidy salad dressing, a regular salad dressing, Thousand Island, whatever it may be. You've not clumped the pieces together. It's not become one thing. It's just it's just a piece of vegetable with the, with the dressing on it, and therefore that's okay. Okay. So generally, the loss you have to be very careful. What you do and how you do, if you put a lot of oil in the egg or the liver, again, that could be a shiloh of losh. You've got to be very, very careful. Next shiloh, Rabbi Isai. Uh, where are we holding? Number six, right? Is anyone counting? We're holding number six, right? We're holding number six. Five? No, I think we're holding number six, right? Hello? We lost count. Can I know her? What's the next shiloh? Ma'abed. What's Ma'abed? What's Ma'abed? Who? Tanning. Very good. How's this a gate to making a fruit salad or a vegetable salad? That's a good question. I remember a guy comes over to me and says to me, Rabbi, I have a shy of you. You know, my parents are very machmer on this halacha, they're very makbid, but my in-laws have just got married, whatever. My in-laws are not makbid on this halacha. So, excuse me? I didn't realize there were choices involved over here. It doesn't work that way. If it's asa, it's asa, right? This is a halacha, by the way, that somebody told me in a, in a, a certain shul in Chutzaretz, that they opened up one of the Svam and Hilcha Shabbos, which I happen to think is a beautiful Seba and Hilcha Shabbos. I'm not going to say who wrote it, where it came from. It's a beautiful Seba and Hilcha Shabbos. I think we even have it on the shelf. And he writes this halacha. A guy calls me on Motor Shabbos. He told me what happened. He says, was in shul. And there was like a guy, they were arguing about something, whatever it was. A guy goes over to the safe from Shrunk and he opens up this, this safer and Hilcha Shabbos and he talks about the halacha that we're about to mention. He says, what a load of garbage. Can't be. Can't be. Now, people have this thing that if I never heard about it, can't be that it's asa. Ma'abid is one of those things, right? It's one of those sensitive halachas. And what's the halacha of ma'abid? Putting salt on a vegetable salad. What's the problem? Miracle ma'abid. In other words, how did they make the tanning of the uh, skins in the Mishkan? How did they... Pre- what? Okay, no problem. Um, where were we? How do you keep the skins of the... The hides of the animal. How do you keep them fresh? How do you keep them not going moldy? So you, put, you pickle them. You put them in salt, whatever. Salt water. And that, that preserves them. So therefore, anything that inv- involves preserving is included in Ma'abed. Right? Now, it might not be in the rice, the Gemara says clearly, but it's at least a Durabon on the Rambam Paskins. And therefore, what's that? Oh, comes along Shimon and says, that's very nice if I'm actually pickling it, right? And the olden days, they didn't have fridges and fridges. How do they keep their meat and everything else fresh? By putting a lot of salt on it, right? Maybe it's salt. We learned that in Simon Sariyalaf in Yodea. And therefore, if you're going to eat it right away, says Shimon, should be no problem. The answer is, you're right. But it will depend on how many pieces. The Taz says, it really depends on how many pieces you're dealing with. If it's a whole bag... If it's a... No, no. Eat it, there's no problem. Putting the salt on something, no one puts salt on the herring on Shabbos. You eat the herring that was pre-salted, that's okay. To put the salt on is going to be a problem. So basically, it really depends on a few things. Number one, it depends on certain types of food that are included in aloha. For example, there's many types of food that are not included. Why they're not included? Because nobody salts them, nobody preserves them. I'll give you an example, avocado. Nobody preserves an avocado, right? Nobody does an egg. People preserve eggs, you don't do that. So therefore, if you've got egg or you've got avocado, there would be no problem with that case. Cooked meat, you have to put salt on cooked meat and chicken, of course you are. Nobody preserves those things, only when it's raw, maybe. Whereas, if you've got tomatoes, you've got onions, you've got mushrooms, you've got carrots, cucumbers, all of these things, these are things that people preserve on, in the stores. They pickle them, they preserve them, they last for a long time, and therefore when you put it, the salt on, even though you're doing it just to eat, just to make it taste nice. But at the end of the day, since the Metziah says what I'm doing is something that's nirika, nirika ma'abed, is going to be a problem. By the way, if you've got a, a salad that's half chicken and half, I don't know, onion, 
So I guess you'd go by Sarov. If Rov of the salad was chicken, then you'd be allowed to salt it. If Rov of the chicken, if Rov of the salad was vegetables, then that would be problematic. Now, what are the hetem over here? The hetem would be if it's mamish derech achila. One of the examples would be if you've got one or two pieces of cucumbers in front of you, you put salt in, you eat it right away, then there's no problem. If you've got a spoon full of salad and you put a sort of salt in it and you put it in, in your mouth, that would not be a problem. Whereas if you've got a whole plate of salad, then you could get a sprinkle and then you serve it that way. That's going to be problematic because it's a whole bunch, plus you're not eating it right away. Again, I'll say there's a tremendous amount of shayla. By the way, there's a shayla with sugar. Shlomo has the shayla and Shemir Shabbos. Whether or not there's an issue of putting sugar, for example, on grapefruits. Right? People cut a grapefruit in half and they sprinkle it with sugar. Is that much as well? Because how do they preserve, how do they preserve fruits? How do we eat some of the fruits on Tubishra? They were covered in sugar. They were preserved in sugar. Many of the time, the same thing will be with this over here. <coughs> Why? You never heard of it before? You've never heard of sugar on grapefruits? Have you? Morty, you heard of this before? You never? One second, is this not an American thing? Why? It's not an American thing? No, because people preserve things with sugar. So even if you're not doing it to preserve, it's miracle because you're doing the same thing that they theoretically do. Unless your mom is on your spoon, you're eating it right away. One second, they don't do this in America? You take a sour fruit and you put sugar on it. Jed, in Toronto? No such thing. <laughs> no. Morty, you never heard of this before. Yeah, Hello? Don't we? We really know it. This is unbelievable. In England they do it of other. But I never heard that. I never heard an American do You never heard of this. Yaakov! Shabbat Mashukazeh! Ken, Bemet? Okay, there is a hetta, by the way. There is a hetta. And the hetta would be. If you pour oil on it first, then you're okay. In other words, if you, the salt you're putting on it is after the dressing, then it's no problem whatsoever. Why? Because the Gemara says it weakens the koyach of the salt when there's a liquid there, like vinegar, like oil, and all these things. And that would, that would be one of their turns to put salt on things over there. A personal story about two more things. Two more things, Rabbi say. Into the dressing, that's not a problem. Unless it's two thirds, which have to be shallow by karpas, then again, by making the salt water for, for Pesach. If it's two thirds of salt, one third of water, then you have a problem. I don't know if you use that much salt for your karpas. Probably not. Now, two more things I'll basically have to finish. Number one, smoothing. The issue of smoothing, for example, if you make a tuna salad and you want to smooth it over, so the Ramah says at the end of Shem Khamalaf that there's an issue of smoothing only when you're doing it to shame the smoothing. But if you're doing it for presentation purposes, just to look normal, for example, um, if you spread peanut butter over your bread, or if you said to spread avocado over the cracker. Is that called smoothing? No, I just probably need to spread it everywhere. That's not a problem. But if you want to make it look extra nice, so then that's a machmet tovela bracha, that the Ramah says not to smooth something for the sake of the smoothing, for the sake of looking nice. <coughs> and the last issa that the person has to worry about is the issa of schita, because sometimes when you cut things, especially if you make a fruit salad, it will be sarchet, it will squeeze out some of the juice over there. Is that a problem of schita? So the main child is no, it's a situation, maybe. By a drabonon, because it's not derech schita also. So generally, that would not be such an issa unless you use a blunt knife and dafka squeeze, and obviously you've got a problem. But Rabbi say it comes out that I think we've covered 10 isurim that a person could be over on for making a simple salad. A simple salad on Shabbos. Rabbi said, think about how many things we do on Shabbos and how many things a person could be over on. This is what the Chovetz Chaim meant in the Agdom of Chedek Gimel and Mishnah Bura when, when he says that if a person does not know Hilcha Shabbos, he could be over on come of a 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 come Without even realizing it. Tomorrow, Rabbi Sain, we'll be starting the Siyat Dishmaya, the Alochas of Poem. Have a wonderful day.